You're listening to a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Visit mashthosebuttons.com for a full podcast schedule. Guardian. Guardian. Welcome to episode 41 of In Orbit, Mash Those Buttons podcast dedicated to Destiny and its community. Wherever you are and whenever you're listening, we thank you as always for making us a part of your Destiny experience. My name is Jorge. And my name is David. And I would just like to say, so that you're all aware before we start this podcast, that we're actually recording Wednesday night slash Thursday morning. It is now 1.10 a.m. and we are starting this light because the Cubs just won the World Series. Hype. Hype all around. Yeah, so wherever you are, make sure that you avoid any empty street corners because you're bound to get shot and destroyed. Anyway, (laughs) welcome to the show. And uh, as always, as we mentioned, make sure that you check out all the other podcasts here on Mashos Buttons Network at www.mashosbuttons.com. Make sure to get involved with the show by sending us questions at inorbitpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and comment us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play Music, Overcast for iOS, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, and Pocket Cast. And if you're an RSS person, our RSS feed is available on www.mashthosebuttons.com slash in-orbit. So on today's show, Bungie decides to surprise everyone, just like the Cubs did, by randomly dropping the challenge mode, but is it enough to tide us over until SRO? So, David, how has your shortened week been with regards to Destiny? Oh, well, it's been good. I've done some uh, Crucible Weekly challenges, as always, and I gave the uh, challenge mode a chance. Had uh, some interesting times with it. How about yours, Jorge? My Destiny week has been pretty fruitful. I'm finally 400 solid on all three characters without any problems. Challenge mode is dropping loot like you wouldn't believe. The raid was already dropping a whole ton of loot. And then this challenge mode just puts it over the top. It's fantastic. It's really, really cool. And we'll definitely talk about it later. But man, do I love getting exotic engrams from those chests. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. The The, the rewards have been good. You're right. Um it was uh so go- going into our challenge mode talk, it's pretty interesting because the reward chest for challenge mode, we think, I mean, we've only done it a couple times, but it seems to be they can drop rewards from anywhere in the raid. I don't know if you've gotten armor yet, but I've gotten weapons from anywhere in the raid from yep. that chest. Yeah, I can't comment on the armor. I know that I got the if materia, which is the machine gun from the challenge mode chest. Now, this is just me thinking out loud. My guess is that they put the drops for the siege engine included in the challenge mode chest because there's no challenge for siege engine. Well, the only challenge for siege engine 
is in the actual book, which is complete the siege engine encounter in six minutes. Not that hard to do. Most people are now doing it within five minutes. It's actually pretty straightforward, and it's it seems like it's a little bit easier than the actual normal mode, which is actually kind of funny. Um, but this is what the challenge mode is. The challenge mode, the first challenge mode is Vosik, and you got to activate all four safe rooms with the Siva Bomb, which means under normal circumstances, you only have three damage sequences to finish Vosik off if you do everything correctly. Now, the tactic me and David did that has been pretty smooth first try every single time I've done that um, encounter with this tactic is me and him would be in the middle. We would do the fight just like normal. We would do the damage sequence just like normal. The very first time the other t the two SIVA bombs dropped down, I'd get the one in the front. He would get the one in the back. And everybody would go with him no matter what. Um, now, before the damage sequence is over, I'll pick up the bomb and I'll go to the left side. And my job is to call out whether there's two doors on the left side. If there's not two doors on the left side, all I say is go right. They're automatically pro programmed as if they're robots. <laughs> but but the rest of my teammates already know their their job is to go right. And if they hear me say go left, go left, they'll immediately turn around and go to the left door. And I'll always stay on the front left door so that I can immediately go in there, activate it, and the other teammates have an easy path straight to the back door. Otherwise, we get the, I get the front door or the back left door. They get the right door, and we know exactly what the next two doors is, which means the second damage sequence, we're going to do a lot more damage since I'm fully focused on doing damage at that point in time. We did it very, very quickly. We did it very, very easily. It was smooth. Everything was fine. There were no problems. I mean, the, the first time we, we tried to do it, we were kind of being foolish and having three and three, but it's really, really easy to do once you realize, hey, you just put, make one person go to the left side, take care of that one room, everybody else go right. That way you don't have to, you don't have to cluster people up things get messed up or anything. No, you just go to one side and it's very, very easy, very, very straightforward. Yeah, uh, it was. It was It was once we had that strat, it's it's simple. Unless uh, you have people dying from ads or something, you're going to complete it every time. And to be honest, everybody's completing it in three challenge or in three damage phases already. So it, the damage isn't much of a challenge. Um, if you do have trouble with damage, then I suggest just on the what would be your second time going to doors? Just go to one of the doors and activate it with Siva Bomb. And the next time you can go to the other one and activate it with a Siva Bomb. But you have to make sure you activate all four. Um, what was interesting to me about this challenge mode as compared to King's Fall challenge modes is with this challenge mode, there is actually um, a mechanic already in place in the raid that constituted to the challenge. So we always had those two SIVA bombs dropping and no one really understood what they were for. We were like, oh, we can't activate doors with them. That's actually how we started doing it. Jorge was like, oh, we need to use these. But the first time we did it, so we we're like, okay, so we we're using them to activate doors. But then everybody just started throwing them at Vosik to do a little bit extra damage. And I, it's very interesting to me that they threw a mechanic into the raid that then became the challenge mode mechanic. Right. And we we already knew that some way, shape, or form, those two um, SIVA bombs were going to be involved in the challenge. It's just, it's so random to have two bombs drop all out of nowhere and not use them. 
So I'm almost, given that, I'm almost positive. I'm kind of jumping a little bit ahead. But I'm almost positive that the Axis Challenge Mode will involve those empowered spots where the where the servitors go to sacrifice themselves. It, it, it's something so out there, yet it's right in your face. People don't yeah. use those those spots, but I, I'm almost guaranteeing you. It just doesn't make sense. And there has to be a reason why the front middle spot is easily accessible to the right and left people, whereas the back spot is so far away. So it, it's easy if you're on the left or right to look, to stay by the servitor spots and take the left or the right or the middle. And then you have somebody in the back worrying about the the empowered spot in the back. It just makes sense. I'm not saying that this is exactly what it is. I have no inside information. But going by this challenge mode, it you took something that was there that was just like, hmm, why two random Sivas? This just doesn't make sense. This is just really, really random. And in this case, that equivalent would be those spots. I, I ha I'm almost positive that the challenge mode will be every single time you do a damage sequence to access, no matter what, you have to activate all three spots every single time they come up. It would just make sense. But here's the here's the kicker. You that means that everybody has to stay by the servitor spot at all times, and you need to have people who, who can move fast. Whew. That's gonna be. <laughs> I mean, it, it makes it makes it easy if if he's on. No, that doesn't. If he's on the the left or right, then you know that he he's not gonna be in this in this in the one spot, but. I don't know. Like, there's always, I, I, I just, it's gonna be a very interesting challenge mode, and I'm, I'm very interested to see how it plays out. Yeah, I had the exact same thought as you that, um, the Siva, uh, glowing squares that you have to slam would be the challenge mode after figuring out the whole, uh, double drop mechanic thing. Uh, my only thing, because I, I don't know this, I haven't paid attention. When he spawns lower middle on the first phase, does the back middle glowing thing disappear? Or does it stay there? What do you mean? So, uh, like, the, the squares start glowing as he's teleporting mm -hmm. around. And then when you slam on him, they disappear. But right. does the back one stay lit? So, like, because if that one disappears, then it's pretty obvious you have to slam all the ones that are glowing when he teleports. But if that one stays lit, um, I, is it going to have to be you have to have one person slamming them or two? Or it's kind of a toss-up, you know? So, with regards to the the spots um what happens is the second you slam axis and stun him the spots go away so that's that's why i'm saying like you have to stay by your spots at all time and have somebody who can move fairly quickly so because the second you slam axis you lose that spot Right. And another thing would be a lot of people's strats involves the lower middle being covered by people from the left or the right so if he were to go lower middle and the back middle person then would have to slam on the left or the right, you know? Yeah. Possibly. I, I don't know. The The challenge mode, obviously, we'll, we'll figure out when it comes, um, which we're assuming is next week that this challenge mode will drop. But well, I don't know. He, it, it'll be an interesting challenge mode regardless. Here's the, here's the thing, too. When you slam the spark, the, the, the spot, it automatically transfers to somebody else. So that means that 
this is just me thinking out loud. Okay. Let's say we had somebody in left, somebody in right, somebody in the rear. The other three people have to stay by axis or like, like there, there, there always has to be somebody with the person on the left, right, and middle. Actually, if they, if, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, no, no. You made, you made me think of a very good strat and like, I don't know if, um, if this is what you were going to say, so I might have cut you off and you might have been saying exactly what I'm going to say. So I apologize if that's what it is. But um, if you had someone standing at his teleport spots in the lower middle left and right and the other three people just stood on the slam squares, as soon as he goes to teleport, the people on the slam squares can just all slam and it would go to those three other people and they're already in position. I don't know if that's how it works where it automatically shifts to everybody else I, I, we would have to do a couple tests the whole the whole the way it teleports and and moves around is very very weird and that that's mostly because a lot of people haven't really played around with it like they're like they're they're most mostly like oh I, i've actually got it okay cool everybody has supers but at the same time you have to be like okay why do you have supers because it, it it could be more than just slamming on the spot. It could also be everybody, which would be very, very strange. Everybody has to activate their supers once per damage sequence. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's very hard to predict. Like we we can we can assume it has something to do with the squares, but that you're you're right. These squares have such a weird function. It's not like activating the square stuns axis in a spot for longer or something like that which is something you would kind of expect it's it gives you supers okay that's just you're right it's, it's very weird what it does and it creates many scenarios for what this challenge could be right the, the one thing i will say it the it was a little bit of a challenging challenge like it it, it caused you to play a specific way or find a specific way that makes it easy for you to pick out where you need to go. And and I applaud them for that. This this is not like like War Priest where you did the battle and you're like, oh, that was it. We did the fight as we normally do. Cool. It, it wasn't that. Like you you actually had there were so many people going back and forth with different theories and this and that. I think it took about two and a half, three hours before Maybe not that long, but but it took a, a good amount of time, at least an hour and a half before people finally put together, oh, okay, this is what you need to do, or had an idea, that, or at least a completion for challenge mode. Right. And so, even the first completion didn't know what they'd done. They had a couple different theories for what it could have been. Right. So the fact that they went back and refined it, and, and I'm, I, I actually applaud the people that did it on normal mode first. It's a smart strategy. Do it on normal mode. And then go and worry about the, um, go back and do it on hard mode, like from the beginning. Right. Like it, it's a, it's a super smart strategy, less stress, not worrying about things falling into place. You can easily switch out the checkpoint, come back in and then, um, and then get revived and start the fight. It, it, it's, it's, it was really, really cool to see the community come together to figure this challenge mode. And I don't know, like, like given that people figured out this challenge mode the way they did it makes me believe that axis will be a lot easier to figure out because now they know how they approach the challenge mode 
because that that's that that was the challenge at the beginning figuring exact what Bungie's thought method was for the challenge mode and i really do applaud them for that because it is a fun challenge mode it actually is a little bit of a challenge i'm not saying it was super hard you know once you get the strategy it was cool but it, it it's really really well done and i i think it was fun and and, and it it opened up a lot of options right i agree and uh, another thing that it comes when it comes to looking for challenges, like you said, um, the normal mode, people go into the normal mode do have the right idea because it's much easier to manage ads there. And the challenge is the same for normal and hard mode. So you have to be able to do it in normal mode, which is why we know for access, it won't have anything to do with additional servitors or stuff like that, because that's something that's not in normal mode. But looking back on every challenge mode we've had from King's Fall to um, this now uh, first challenge in wrath of the machine it does seem to be that the challenges always do it as the raid is intended to be done um with war priest do it with different people stepping on the glyphs okay i guess that's not entirely as it's intended to be done but they want everybody to do everything in a raid with golgoroth have everybody take the gaze that's how it's supposed to be done with oryx uh, well, it's not necessarily how it's supposed to be done because there were mechanics that came into play when you didn't do it that way, but it ended up actually being the easier way to do it. And now with Axis, um, there has to be something that's in normal and hard mode, which is why we're predicting the slams. And it has to be something that could essentially be the way you're supposed to do it. So, I mean, I don't understand why they think the way you're supposed to do it is giving you additional supers. Maybe there's something we've missed entirely all along, along that you can do with your supers. Who knows? But I, I, I just think you'd be able to do a lot more damage. Um, that's a big thing. My big takeaway, especially if you're a hunter um, with those tethers or just a warlock, you keep throwing grenades, just keep doing damage. Uh, I, I, I think that they made it so that I mean, because here's the other thing, too. Yes, you got the, the supers, the activation that we're talking about. But there are also those. I, I just thought about this. There are also those four spots in the back. And I hope that they, they don't they don't come into play for the challenge, because that would be very, very. That'd be dumb. Because then it's just it basically copying what you did with Vosik. Like, oh, you have to activate all four and then kill him. Like, that would just be, whoa. Although, it would make sense considering that you have the, you have the supers. That you have to, you have to so kill. So you basically have to, they want you to one phase them. They want you to activate all four at two once. Phase, they want you to two phase them. Kill, you, yeah, yeah, as that's much damage I mean. the that's first I mean, time. Phase and then <laughs> oh, acti God. activate all four and then kill them on the second phase. That becomes a real challenge. And then I think it could be uh, Golden Gun Hunters with Celestial Nighthawks uh, to the rescue. No, they don't. They don't do that much damage. I think it's one hundred and thirty. Well, that's how. Um, there is a team that's one phased him, and they used two Celestial Nighthawk Hunters, two uh, Bubbles, one Tether, and one Warlock. Yeah, that that that's just asking for. I don't know. I I I I can see what you're talking about. I I just I don't I just don't think that would be a smart thing for the, for a challenge. But I, anyway, I don't think it would be a smart thing for a challenge either. I I think challenges are usually mechanic based, not damage output based. So I think there will be something with the mechanics. Obviously, I'm going to fall back onto the slamming in those squares, but something with mechanics that is the challenge. 
We'll we'll find out next week, hopefully. Right. So th- we definitely think that there's a, a three different things that that can come into play, and we're hoping it has more to do with the slamming because I think that that's a more interesting challenge mode than than what I just proposed. And I hope Bungie didn't listen and change their minds last minute. Anyway. David, what do you have to say about Mash Those Buttons? Well, Mash Those Buttons is your ultimate resource for video game commentary, reaction, and involvement by a variety of opinionated and informed gamers who love gaming of all kinds. Covering a large swath of gaming, we cover the latest news and information on the games you care about and always provide unfiltered commentary and fun. Check out all the killer podcasts available today on Mash Those Buttons Network at www.mashthosebuttons.com. So... With the release of Challenge Mode right in the middle of Festival of the Loss, which Very weird. by many accounts has been a, a little bit of a failure, and the recent release of 1.4 for uh, The Division, are we in the big yawn again? And the reason I say that is, do you believe that they've really intended for Challenge Mode to come out now as opposed to maybe next week? Or is there something like, for example, Iron Banner? By the way, we're reco- as David mentioned earlier, we're recording late Wednesday, early Thursday morning. So we have no knowledge of what's going to be dropped when Deej decides to hit F5 with regards to the weekly update at this time. So we're just speculating. There's a potential Iron Banner. Um, we have, obviously, the Axis Challenge. We have... Um, the end of Festival of the Lost this weekend, when we have Trials of Osiris. But what else is there to really do? I'm, I mean, at a certain point, once you take care of the Axis Challenge mode, it's going to repeat to Vasic. Are we entering another period where it's going to be a little bit of a yawn again? Well, um, unfortunately, this is coming a lot sooner than it came last year. And that's because last year, I mean, Taken King was a bigger expansion, and there was more that came with it. Um, hard mode came about the same time, but the challenge modes came later. Um, there were three of them. And then you had the challenge modes basically leading up to SRL. And during that same time, you had things like Black Spindle came out, Sleeper Simulant came out, and you had all these quests that the community was chasing. Well, right now, um, in the first few weeks, we had Outbreak Prime, but that's it. And there hasn't really been anything for people to chase. So there's kind of a slump of content there. Then you have Festival of the Lost, which like you mentioned, a lot of the community thinks it was a flop. Um, There there weren't any new quests. The quests were pretty short. A lot of stuff is locked behind a paywall. Um, So that wasn't the best. Trials got spookified, which I loved. A lot of the community loved, but there was some mixed feelings on that. And it could be potentially be back this weekend or there could be other modifiers for it this weekend. Like we said, we won't know. Um, it seems likely that Iron Banner is next week because it would kind of fit the schedule. Um, it, I think, was technically, if you're going by the monthly schedule, supposed to be this week. But obviously, we're in Festival Lost and they had challenge mode planned. So Iron Banner could potentially be next week. But if... Axis challenge mode is next week. I could see them pushing Iron Banner back another week or kind of doing Iron Banner and waiting a week for Axis challenge. But I mean, they need to space out their content if they want to keep this this big yawn from happening. Combined with there just isn't that much more for them to do. Um, 
at this point, I don't even know if the majority of the community is going to be around all the way until SRL. I'm sure a lot of them will come back at SRL, but there's a there's always a big fall off of the community and it's happening now, essentially. And we still have over a month until what we believe would be the scheduled release time of SRL. Yeah, I mean, we had already seen our friends list drop off fantastically. Uh, I mean, when Rise of Iron came out, I was 10 pages deep. Now I'm barely scrapping with three. Most of the time it's two. So I'm really, really surprised at how quickly the game has died out. And and we already knew it was a smaller DLC. So we, we didn't expect it to have the life that um, Taken King had. But at the same time, you kind of expected there to be a lot more to do. And what I mean by that is this. When Taken King came out, you had all these daily missions that had special stuff to them. And as of this point, people have scoured different things. Uh, they scoured the, the catch at, um, at the beginning of the one mission. Uh, where you When the walls through. come down. Exactly. Um, there's When they glitched into the catch, it was basically a mirror version of the one on Venus, the, win- the winter catch. So, so it, it, there's there's a lot of stuff that p- could potentially be in the game that we don't know about. But I would have expected that by now somebody would have leaked something. There would have been something given. A Bungie employee kind of gave a hint, but there hasn't been that at all. And and it and I'm just I don't know. I I, I just expected more with regards to daily missions, exotic quests just different things to do in this game. And to me it's it's really sad that we're at this point right now where the game is is plateaued. Yeah, and the record book was a really cool thing they did with Rise of Iron, but everybody's already completed it or gotten to the point where they don't care. And the record book is a place where you could have given people something to strive for ornaments are one of the coolest things that came with rise of iron and they publicize them a lot but those are mainly locked behind a paywall they could have done things similar to what call of duty does where if you get these certain rewards you do certain amount of kills with this type of gun or you do this type of mission this many times oh you unlock these ornaments and that could have kept people playing a little longer um they have the live team at which Festival of Lost is a live team event, but they didn't have anything to really draw people in with it and keep people there with it. There's no there's no dailies, like you said. That was probably the biggest compliment that Taken King got was the surprise dailies that came into it and all these hidden quests and people loved it. The community loved it. There would be days where all that was talked about on Reddit and some of the main gaming websites was Destiny because of these hidden quests. Um, the quest for Sleeper Simulant, which lasted about two months before we found out eventually that it was just time-gated, though it was enormous. There was an entire Reddit thread designated to finding Sleeper Simulant, and there's just none of that in Rise of Iron, which I think they're missing out on. And I know they're putting a lot of resources to Destiny 2 to make it the best game it could be, and I'm happy about that. I really want Destiny 2 to be a beyond great game but at the same time you have this player base here and yes the committed player base will stick with you no matter what buy your new expansions buy destiny 2 
but it's not just about the committed player base. You need to keep the community together as a whole. And right now they're just not doing it. I, I, I honestly believe Bungie really counted on their public, uh, not public, private matches to be the thing that tied people over. And it just hasn't been that. I mean, it, the, people expected a lot more options, and hopefully pe they will give people more options for private matches. Because right now, private matches are cool, but they're not at the level that we need them yet. Um, it, it was fun to do it that very first week, and I was very, very happy to do them. But the second that first week passed, I ha I've had very little interest in going into private matches. Uh, if, if I'm doing a quote-unquote private match, it's mostly me going into a map to study it and to check something out real quick to see if that's an actual spot that I could jump on or whatnot. And other than that, I don't do private matches. Yeah, private matches are just that, private matches. They're not the custom matches that is really what people wanted. People want custom matches, not private matches. And I'm sure with Destiny 2, we'll probably get a more immersive custom match style experience and these private matches were basically what they could give to us. And I think part of why we aren't seeing a lot of people in private matches is because we haven't hit the PvP window yet. There's always during the gaps this this big PvP window where that's the main focus and everybody's very into playing PvP. And we still have PvE content coming out. People are waiting on the Axis uh, challenge mode. People are waiting on um, SRL. There's all this content that people still are waiting on and know is coming but uh we haven't really hit that pvp main main mode yet but at the same time private matches are still going to only cater to a select portion of the community they're going to ca uh, cater mainly to the hardcore pvp players the people who really love pvp tournament players competitive players which is awesome and that's that's a big um showing from the community but it's not the majority of the community so those Private matches aren't going to hold over the majority of the community. I mean, yeah, you pretty much hit the nail on the head. Um, I really, really want there to be a big update this uh, December because we can't wait for April, unfortunately. And I'm almost positive that, again, I have no inside information. I'm just speculating. But given what we know... I am almost positive that they are looking at this, as in Bungie, they're looking at this, seeing what they possibly can do for December, some sort of refresh. There's already been speculation that a big raid refresh is happening this coming December. We have no proof of that. I'm not, I'm not going to really comment on any streamers or whatnot that are saying that because at this time... Bungie hasn't said, yes, this is what's actually happening. And that's probably a big, big problem that, that's going on right now. There needs to be a roadmap. And right now, there's no roadmap. There's none of that going on. And it's it's getting to the point where it, it it's kind of taken away from the game. I'm not saying that everything has to be laid out. Hey, this is, this is what we plan to do at 5 in the morning. This is what we plan to do at... No, 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 no. no. Like, say, okay... SRL is coming in December, we have something planned in February, we have something planned in April, and then we have a big showing uh, ready to go in in, in the summer. 
Um, we have plans for PvE at this time. We have plans for PvP at this time. Just very... It, it's not vague, but it's giving people, okay, this is what we plan to do at this time. Because right now, that we, we're just guessing. The only, the only thing that they mentioned last was a winter update. Or a winter... Or winter, yeah, winter update. That's exactly what they said, right? Yeah, they said winter update and SRL will be returning. Right. So maybe they're two separate things? No, I, I honestly feel like the SRL is coming like it did last year with a sandbox update. And I think that's what they're referring to as a winter update. One of the, their big quarterly updates where we'll see some tuning, <coughs> shotgun nerfs, and um, you know, simple stuff like that. I don't think we're going to get any new content besides maybe some new srl maps this is this is kind of the same problem we ran into last year with the roadmap um so we're we're kind of we should be learning bungie doesn't like to do these roadmaps at one point they gave one kind of to us which would be very helpful they're basically just like we're gonna do a pve update in this general area but we're not gonna tell you specifics which gives people something to look forward to which is good because it tells you that the developer isn't gonna sit out all the way until next fall but at the same time, there are other big games coming out. Um, Battlefield 1 just came out. Skyrim Remaster just came out. The new Call of Duty is coming out, which arguably sucks, but people still love Call of Duty. There's a ton of new games coming out, and people are starting to sway away from Destiny, and Bungie needs to find a way to pull them back in, and a roadmap is a really good way of pulling people back in. Right. I, I mean... It it is healthy to take to to play other games and stuff, so so I don't think Bungie expects everybody to play their game twenty four seven. Nor should we. Uh, I mean, I'm personally excited for the Nintendo Switch, and the second Zelda comes out, or the second the Switch comes out, I'll probably be getting that with Zelda, because hey, I'm a Nintendo fanboy. That's what I've been for pretty much since I was a little boy. I mean, I had the original Nintendo. But anyway, I'm I'm going into details about my life that I shouldn't. Let's talk about Destiny. And uh, my fantastic man boobs. Anyway, Destiny. Say what now? Uh, uh, nothing. <laughs> um, so, I, I, I just think that they need to be a little bit more transparent. Um, kind of take a little bit of a cue from um, Massive with regards to uh, The Division which I'm sure fans who listen to SITREP Radio, they already know that whenever there's a change or they have kind of a plan going on, they keep people informed if there's a delay or something because they believe that it will make the game better, which for all accounts, 1.4 has been really that. You know, they've kind of been telling people, look, this is what's going on. This is what you need. What we need to do. This is what, this is what needs to happen. This is going to make the game better in the end. And people have been responsive to that. Yes, there have been people who they've been really upset because of how the game was at the beginning. And people are not going to give the game, the division, the same leniency that they did with um, Vanilla Destiny. But I think it's fair to say that the changes that they made are very good, not only for the game itself, but for this type of um, genre, which is not just first-person shooters, but the loot shooters or, or, or loot gaming, I should say, um, where you go around, you you have a random chance of getting something and just making improvements to that. I mean, people are really, really happy 
with the mo for the most part anyway, with the drop rates for items now in Destiny. And it wasn't like that at the beginning of Rise of Iron because of certain ghosts and artifacts, but for the most part, everybody's getting stuff that they need. They're getting improvements every single day or week, at least once a week. They're getting something that'll help them reach the new level. And that wasn't always like that. Yeah. So, and it was the same thing in the division. And now you're seeing people coming back to the division um, because there's some sort of new content or, or whatever. So it, 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 it'll be interesting to see how the game evolves and changes within the next few weeks. Um, with a December update, we're still, we'll still be on it. Knowing me, I'm probably going to start playing a little bit more, uh, Mario Maker just because I like playing random levels from Mario Maker that whenever you don't see me online, David, most likely that's what I'm doing, or I'm probably doing something else or getting something. To eat. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> so other than that, did you want to bring up anything else with regards to the game, David, or? Uh, I mean, this is going to be a pretty short episode. We already knew that because there's not much going on and we're recording a little bit early. But, I mean... Yeah, uh, my only thing would be I really hope Trials is spooky again this weekend. As do I. I, I think it was it's the best change that that game mode's had in a while. And while it doesn't fix some of the inherent problems that I think that game mode has, um, which we've discussed before... Um, and I know people will, are on different sides of the fence. Me, personally, I think that they need to do a slightly better job with regards to the matchmaking. I understand it's meant to be the toughest thing in the game PvP-wise. But I just think that there's a better way of doing things rather than having you run into a truck right in the first match. Yes. It, it, it doesn't do good things for the game. And, and I'm not saying that you need to be able to win every single game, but at least provide a more competitive doesn't mean that you run into the best of the best every single time. Competitive means that you have a chance to succeed even when the odds are against you. And that doesn't mean that it has to be super city, but they need to look at the game and, and this week's modifiers, I think I were some of the best that the that the game modes had in a long while, and I and I and I mean this, I had so much fun, and I didn't go flawless one single time this weekend. Yeah, I I mean I usually do ten to twenty tickets this week um, on a weekend, but this weekend like I was having so much fun. I I went flawless three times, which I hadn't actually done this year yet. Three times in a weekend, and I ran probably 30 or 40 tickets and like i was having fun i was helping a bunch of our clan members to even just to the five wins mark people were getting super pumped if i'd help people just to get to five wins because they got that emblem which is something that was part of festival of the lost that you could obtain without money and it was so much fun running around and i know people were complaining a lot about the shotguns and you've heard me complain about how powerful shotguns are right now and in comparison to other guns but i mean i was sniping i was having a good time because when you're being an effective sniper without radar oh you can be a really effective sniper and it was tons of fun i really hope there's modifiers again this weekend i would take the same modifiers i want to see them do primary ammo only because i think that would be awesome yeah, it would be. Admit it. No, it would be. Even no, if... I, I, I agree that it would be awesome. I'm just thinking of 
the the salt. There'd be so much salt and it would come from people who, no offense to these people, but probably aren't that good because now you have to be able to win gunfights. And I'm like, that's how the game should be. The game should be about winning gunfights and running at people with shotguns wouldn't happen unless people are using universal remote, which if they want to use a universal remote, hey, that like props to them because now you have no range. But I think it would be awesome to see a primary ammo only trials weekend. Obviously, by the time this comes out, we will know what had happened and we could be very wrong about this or we could have been right. We could have predicted the future, but. I don't know. I just I hope it's spooky. I hope there's some some fun stuff to it. Hey, the the Cubs won the World Series, so anything is possible. Oh, true. <laughs> so with that. David, how about we go ahead and wrap this bad boy up? Well, with that, then we want to thank you all for listening to In Orbit. Let you know we are available on a ton of platforms. So please make sure to spread the word. The best way to do that is to share In Orbit with others. We're on iTunes. We're on SoundCloud. We're on Overcast for iOS, Google Play Music, Stitcher Smart Radio, Player.fm, Pocket Cast. And we also have an RSS feed. The links are available for each platform right on the Mash Those Buttons website at www.mashthosebuttons.com. Make sure to stay tuned after the show to hear what's coming this week on Mash Those Buttons Network. Make sure to check out the other shows on Mash Those Buttons Network at mashthosebuttons.com slash shows for all of our podcasts. And for any questions regarding scheduling, check out mashthosebuttons.com slash scheduling for all your scheduling details. Thank you very much. And you can definitely check us out on twitter.com slash MTB site, facebook.com slash mash those buttons, youtube.com slash mash those buttons. David, where can people find you at? You can find me on Twitter at DS underscore bolt and streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv slash DS bolt, no spaces, no underscores. Awesome. And you can find me on all the different social network sites and gaming screen names at GoToNRG on all locations. Make sure to contact us with any questions to inorbitpodcast at gmail.com. And coming soon, we're going to have a little bit of a surprise. So stay tuned for the coming weeks for a good surprise coming, uh, a little bit of a prize to bring other people with you into your journeys. My prior events are not a memory. It is momentum. It advances, leads, and controls, points, and directs, shapes and forms. I may not enjoy what lies in front of me, but as in any story, the past needs resolution. We are the authors, the finishers of our fate. What is in my past is my prologue, and what is in my future is my destiny. And on behalf of the entire In Orbit team, David, Jarrett, and myself, we thank you all for listening to the show, and as always, we'll see you on the next mission. Your destiny calls. Thank you for choosing a Mash Those Buttons podcast. Here's what's coming up this week on Mash Those Buttons. On Monday, October 31st, Jorge and David transmit in orbit. They take an extended look at hand cannons, talk Trials of Osiris DDoSing, and a change coming to this week's tournament. On Tuesday, November 1st, Nick, Ray, Jeremy, and Eric bring you WoW Talk, discussing their reactions to Patch 7.1, 
and gearing up for BlizzCon 2016. On Wednesday, November 2nd, Jarrett, Mikey, and Bond bring you the latest in Overwatch and its community on Watchpoint Radio. They're giving tips on Reinhardt, give their thoughts on how the Halloween event went, and talk what they expect to see at BlizzCon 2016. On Thursday, November 3rd, Jared and Andres continue their dive into Batman, the Telltale series with Episode 3, New World Order. On Friday, November 4th, Mike, Rob, and Luke talk the latest in the division and the state of the game in SITREP Radio. To find more information on all of our shows, go to mashthosebuttons.com slash shows. And to see our full podcast schedule, visit mashthosebuttons.com slash schedule.